Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swigoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky, and today, as always, I am joined by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and back from a sabbatical, joining us once again, Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What's up, fam? What's up? How we doing? Hello. Hey, it's great to see you, buddy. How are things? How you doing? It's good to be here. My ankle is on a pillow, on two different pillows, in an air cast, in a compression sock. But other than that, it's good. Man, I tell you, that's that. We we could understand your extended absence just noting how long that sentence took to describe your situation. <laughs> yeah, when I uh, so kind of a funny story about my surgery. Like we had all like we had all these plans about the doctors like hyping me up. He's like, we're gonna do this, that, and the other thing in the surgery. I'm like, okay, doc, sounds good. And then when I come out from the surgery, the doc's like, yeah, we got in there and it was a lot worse than what we thought. So we had to do a little bit more work. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> okay. That's like the but, that's the medical version of a doctor just walking into something going, I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but everything's good. I had my couple doctor's appointment. Everything's healing great. Uh, hopefully next month or so the cast comes off, but no weight on it. But it's good. Everything's good. I'm happy. Life's a little boring right now, but it's not a necessarily bad thing. So, Yeah, very true. And, you know, it's great to have you back. And I just want to get right into it because, you know, it's been a while since we've seen you. So, Mr. Toolshed, that's what I want to know. How has your week in Magic been? Or it really, in your case, how's your past, you know, few weeks of Magic been? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually been kind of weird and uneventful. I played in the, can't remember what it was. It was the Arena Open. Uh, I did that. I played in my first one, got six or seven wins, whatever, one less than what you needed. And then I qualified on my second one. And then I ended up getting one less win than a thousand dollars. So six wins, I think is what it was. So that was a little, you know, suboptimal, but had fun playing Jeskai Luka Fires in that tournament. Um, since then, I kind of took a break, you know, things are a little stale, but I actually did a lot of cube drafting recently, been having fun doing that and paying attention to M21, a lot of cool, exciting things in that set that I'm uh, hyped up for. Yeah, absolutely, and I know we might uh, talk a little bit about it at some point, but M21 is looking pretty cool, pretty neat. I, uh, I'm i liking what I'm seeing so far. I think there's a couple cards in there that really tickle my fancy, but before we talk about what types of fancies I enjoy tickling, uh, I also want to know, Caroline Cavanaugh, how was your week in Magic? Oh, sorry. Just need to shake out that imagery. Fancy, um. fancy tickles. Uh, my weekend magic was pretty fun. Let's see. So I casted a draft tournament on the weekend with Sugoi, the Sugoi, very fancy title, Sugoi da- Draft Season One. I helped some of our some of our best work. <laughs> I helped with that title. Yeah, <laughs> you put all of the words that are very relevant. Yes, <laughs> the Sugoi Draft, and it is the first one. It I am a creative person. Just what I could have said. Yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, it was pretty interesting. It was our first time doing, for me, and I believe Brasky as well, to my knowledge, it was all of our first times hosting a draft tournament and casting a draft tournament. Turns out there's some things that are different, including the draft part. <laughs> um, so there were some there were some hiccups, some, some learning curves, but I'm pretty excited. It is a season, so there'll be another event. So we should get a chance to learn from our things that we, you know, can learn from not calling them <laughs> any other word uh, and yeah that's really exciting i also played let's see did i play any magic we did oh, play oh magic. on saturday i played like a bunch of different events and went like 
I think I went like a collective zero and six in my Saturday event. Just air crushed me, and oh, it was brutal. I just it was not my day for magic. And then I I think the night before I made like a little bit of a run in an LCQ, but didn't it didn't really go anywhere. Also, those things go so late. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, I took work off day off today to try an LCQ, so I wasn't as tired. It didn't help. <laughs> <In case you're laughs> But I didn't get crushed by Eric, so that was nice. Yeah, I was I was busy getting crushed myself. Well, I was Team Rex, so I would have crushed you. Yeah, that yeah. would have happened. Sorry, I forgot that the players tour was, was this weekend. <laughs> and so uh, everyone else in the house, except for me, were playing. So it's sort of fun. My favorite thing about like Magic was going to these like players tours or Grand Prix. And so while I couldn't go to one... I did have like a mini group here in the house and we also had a discord that we would join between rounds, kind of like meeting up between rounds at, a, at an event. Um, and so that was fun. That was just good to just to be around people and hearing like what their records were and you know, how people were doing deep runs into the tournament and Abe somehow made top eight and <laughs> just like, like Abe, Abe was part of Sam's testing team and was just like, Oh guys, like I finished X and four, like, you know, good run. And so did BK and Sam, finished x and five he lost sam was actually playing a win in and lost and then abe just like was like oh that was a good run and then was like wait i made top eight <laughs> and i was like wait what and so that was cool that was like cool to see all the all the friends do well and conan hawk what about you what were you up to this past weekend something tells me doing some things with caroline well we we did cover the well i guess i didn't cover i was doing production on the uh Segway draft tournament which was like pretty yeah, I don't know. I'll call it interesting, I guess. Uh, it was like it was off to a rough start, but once we got going, it was it was pretty nice. So like like Caroline was kind of like pointing out, it was like some some growing pains, uh, which which should definitely iron out the next time that that, that goes on. And then I, I also played in an event uh, that was held by one of our Hearthstone teammates, Edelweiss, and I actually ended up winning that. So that was like kind of cool. It's kind of it oh, you sweet. won. Yeah, I won it with Jund. I don't think he told anyone. The only did reason you, I... did you did you make a message that you won? Uh, I think I I, I might have said something. I don't know. Probably I don't think not. Because I literally had to look on the MTG Melee website. You were in first place. I'm like, this couldn't be right because he would have said something if he won. But... <laughs> so maybe I forgot to say that I won something. <laughs> Well, here you go. I won. He was saving it for the podcast listeners. Just so you know, you got full front access. You didn't even yeah. know, vote for freaking team. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, and then like the weekend uh, outside of the draft tournament, I, I watched some of the PT and that was like, it was weird because like, and I like, I mean, I don't know what's going on in their side or whatever, but like the, obviously between the teamer rec domination, which they couldn't help, right? That's just like what's happening. And then like, there's like a bunch of technical issues on Saturday. So it kind of like made it pretty hard to watch. But one of the really cool things is that like, I got to like see how the players were doing. So I, I mostly just kind of like checked in. And then obviously with the draft uh, tournament, I didn't get to like watch a lot of the day two, but I, I did, you know, like find excitement with like Brandon, our, our, our team captain made day two. And then uh, Caroline said that like Abe made top eight, which was sweet. And then uh, Allie Warfield also made top yeah, four, I was which gonna, was awesome. I was going to mention it again, but I was like, oh, shoot, I already did a callback. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just slide it in later. There are lots of really cool people that did awesome this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Allie's, Allie's was really fun of just like, I, I, I real late uh, with the Mythic Society after we got done with the draft thing, I uh, like a couple minutes late to the game, I was like, oh, host Allie. 
And so <laughs> yeah. that was like one of the people. That, so at least we were like hosting part of the audience over there. But she ended up like in the middle of her top four match, like eclipsing I'd somewhere close to like 1,200 viewers in her in oh, yeah. channel while she was playing. Yeah, it was. They, it got, was... they got paid 500 bucks to stream. Yeah, well, because they probably just like didn't have any more people to stream. No, but they but they were also streaming in Discord. Oh, that okay. was the confusing part to me. That's weird. Because hmm. the, the whole tournament was not done through stream sniping. Yeah. It was all done through like how we've been doing for coverage. You know, yeah. the best way. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> I I will say. Um, oh, what was I gonna say? Uh, no idea. No. Mm, oh, Christopher Larson. Uh, so Christopher Larson, so Allie's been tearing it up. I wanted to, I wanted to point that out. So like, but like another person that's been tearing it up and I, like, I've barely, I like, I will, I will call myself like a, an acquaintance with Christopher Larson essentially, but this dude is like qualified for like, I think he's qualified for the PT finals. He's been qualified for like a bunch of the PTs and then he's qualified for the mocks and he's qualified for something else. And this is someone that's like not on rivals or MPL. And he double qualified for a mocks. Yeah, and it's just I, like I read the Twitter thing. Yeah, it's like crazy. So like uh, th that's like my, where I think it's fun, and I I really wish like Star City Games does a really good job of like highlighting their players, and then like uh, Caroline is part of like doing like the Lotus Box thing, and like they're doing a pretty good job of highlighting their players. Yeah, and it, like I, I really wish like Magic would like really hone in on that. Like I think they're like they're too broad with their people, and I, I that's just, like that's kind of like a, a gripe I guess, but. Just like I wish they would hone in and, and really like drive these stories home because like I learned that from like a random Twitter post, you know, and it's like why isn't that from like the Magic Esports channel? So I don't know. That's just like my two cents, I guess. No, that's an important two cents. Those two cents are very expensive, and we appreciate you giving them to us along with your breaking news that you want an event. So thanks for that as well. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And you yeah, know, I, 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 I did not see a notice that Eric won. So nice. you 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 got the receipts. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I did want to comment like a little bit because I think Eric's point is kind of valid. There was a scenario this weekend that kind of happened that brought it brought on this topic. Um, there was a tweet that went out that like, oh, these two players are up and coming players oh, are battling it off, and unfortunately, I like. I understand phrasing a tweet like that, like trying to get attention to, you know, come watch this cool thing. Unfortunately, the players that they picked are like, one was a pro tour champion and the other one has, you know, won multiple Grand Prix, I think, or like that yeah. is very notable to anyone that plays Magic. And so they just need to take, like they, they're trying, that's the issue, right? They were trying to highlight, hey, here's a cool thing that we want to tell you all about but they really missed the mark. Yeah. And so it's just trying to get them like right now, not being in person has to be a huge part of that. Yeah. Cause they can't exactly message these people. Well, they could, they could play, well, no, but if I was playing a player's tour, I yeah. would not be answering my message. that says, Hey, have you won a grand prix? Yeah. Like, there, there is a, there's an issue with the fact that they can't really do these interviews. And so they have to find a way, like if this is our future, this is a challenge I put towards them. Like, Hey, coverage, Let's find a way to get us back on the story. Yeah, they need because a they needed a new BDM, right, or a newer BDM. Right, we're we're comparing to Star City, but it's sort of unfair because Star City, we don't know what Star City's like right now. Yeah, like that's all based from live coverage. That's so true. It's more just asking, you know, imploring Wizards, hey guys, it's time. We're in a new world. We're in COVID forever. How can we promote our players from behind a computer screen? Yeah, that's all. That's like a cool thing that we can think about in the future. Otherwise, yeah, you end up with uh, tweets that are like, "Take a look at this scrappy up-and-comer, Huey Jensen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I was going to say, because like that's what happened in, in GP Denver when we got our little piece, right? Was like Mark came over and asked us a bunch wow. about us, right? <laughs> yeah. No, but th that's actually a great point, right? Like, ha like Mark's job still exists at, at this event. I know for a fact that they had someone doing that, but right. it's just so much harder. Because you can't, like, I imagine that even if they started to message people, people just wouldn't message them back. Like, yeah. you're. it's hard to read Discord, right? Like, it's pretty hard. So yeah. Mark, you know, Mark in particular was very good at his job. And so he would, like, he would just be like, there's a bunch of jerseys. I should ask, why are they wearing jerseys? Right? And Frank <laughs> Carson also really good at it. Frank loved to give you, like, numbers on, like, one time I went to a, a tournament near Christmas. And Frank wanted to talk to me because I was wearing a Christmas hat. <laughs> and he's like, I was looking around the room and you're like, there's only about 1% of people wearing decorations. Like, tell me about why you're wearing it. And like, that was so cool. It had nothing to do with magic, but I got to talk about how someone randomly gave me a hat because I was really jealous of their hat. <laughs> that's would, what happened. I've I, heard I, that story before. I thought, my, I my, friend was wearing, my friend was wearing a Santa hat and I was like sitting next to him at registering for an event. And I was like, I'm so jealous then that you're wearing this hat. I didn't think to bring mine. And he goes, oh yeah, that's nice. And it doesn't really say anything. And then I'm playing my round and he just walks by and dumps a hat on my head and then keeps walking. And he went to his car to get it for me, which is nice. like a cool story. So anyway, yeah. the point is, is like, I miss that part. And how can we get that into our like computer monitor modes in the future? That's yeah. all. I uh, I would sit there and also try to screw that up in the hilarious way. It's like, let me think. Both these players are wearing jerseys. I bet they're both from New Jersey. <laughs> and then I'm going to put that in there and be like, right. They're all, unless they're old jerseys. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Then what do you do? <laughs> from old You're from old Jersey. Yeah. Is that from is that a... <laughs> the mythical old Jersey back in, I don't know, we'll call it the old country. Yeah. <laughs> you walk uphill both ways to get to, get to, get to school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I think it, there's kind of that overarching point though. I mean, it's something whether we're learning, uh, you know, how to put a production together on uh, the, the draft side of things or what we're seeing in, you know, even the, the players tours. Uh, it's just kind of this it's this new realm. It's a new world of just, all right, how are we putting these events together using the medium that we have? And there's always going to be new challenges, new things to face. Um, but you learn something every single time. And as long as we are learning something and applying it to the next time. So when we do uh, the next Swagoy season one draft number two, uh, s Sunday, oh, Sunday. I know, right? I'm just I'm just going on that one. Of course, it's that's uh, our title. Yep, that's what we're going with. It's Eric, uh, what have you done? You set us up for the title, and then yeah. Well, you see, it. you just tell them exactly what it is, and that's 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 how it works. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll change it up a little bit. Uh, when we come to the uh, Swagoy Draft Spectacular Extravaganza episode yeah. Banana Rama, uh, <laughs> that uh, that is of course going to be Sunday, July twelfth. Uh, on twitch.tv slash mythic, the mythic society, which people should tune into. But that we learned a bunch from the first time around. July 12th. Yeah, it's Sunday, July 12th, oh, isn't it? Crap. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now you know. Now you know. Uh oh. That's uh -oh. the face of someone who has double booked or something. Uh oh. Spaghetti. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> The point being, uh, there's a lot to learn, and as long as you are applying what you've learned to get a little bit better, uh, then that's awesome. And I think the, the one overarching uh, kind of thread that I love about it is don't let, don't let perfect get in the way of really good, right? And so it's, it's, not, it's not one of those things where you just can say, like, oh, man, it wasn't, 
didn't have this one thing, so it was, it was bad. It was like, no, every single one of these things had some good stuff to build off of, and we're going to see, I think, better productions uh, going ahead until we can get to a place where we're doing in-person events. And, uh, you know, when we do get to in-person events, that will certainly be some news. And that's what we uh, decided to do now with the podcast is to kind of give y'all a rundown of a quick spot about news happening around the world of Magic the Gathering, things that were kind of important from this past week. So here is your news. And then I picture, like, maybe repurposing some of Caroline's, like, or Exactly. And then we can, like, get into the news. And some of the news that's been around uh, in the world of Magic the Gathering is that Course Set 21 has now been completely spoiled. We can now see all the cards that are part of this set. I think it's uh, it's very interesting. There's a lot of really neat cards. Cards from Magic's past that I get to be introduced to for, like, the very first time. Things like Grim Tutor, I think I'm really looking forward to. And just as an aside, because I love me... Uh, playing some some decks that drive people crazy. Discontinuity speaks to me on a spiritual level, and I love <laughs> everything about that card. And I That's cannot the time wait to play. Stop, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And so I learned that you could just do this on your opponent's upkeep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were talking about it's that. It's so earlier. rude. So I was actually I thinking was about so this. Upset if you did this to me. Like, so, it, oh, I would be so mad. I, I was thinking on stream, right? I like saw discontinuity, and I'm like. All right, it has like this weird clause. You can play it on your turn. I guess maybe there's like some cool thing that could happen on your turn or something like that. And I was like, what deck really would want this? And I was like, well, you want to like play stuff on your turn and like take advantage of all this mana and then also like take advantage of all those things. And I was like, oh man, I know where this goes. You just like play this with Wilderness Reclamation. Yeah. You're like, just like play Wilderness Reclamation with like, okay, it's your turn. All right. No, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> In paper, I would be so furious. I'd be like, no. And then I go to draw a card, ah, excuse me, in your upkeep. I'd like to go again. Not even, not even an excuse me, just a... Bu- 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 so it has to resolve, right? Like, you can still count. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still. I think it would be hilarious if this card gets played, because we've had multiple time stops before, but, like, we've never had one. I don't remember in all of Magic where a time stop got played, at least, but... It'd be pretty funny if this happened if it actually got played. That would be that would be awesome. I, but of course, the biggest development from uh, Corset Twenty One is uh, something that came with a little bit of a rules change, which I think is for the overall betterment of the game. And that is now uh, that hounds are now dogs. Uh, that is that is vitally important. And we saw a lot of great dogs and cats that were introduced uh, or reprinted for this set. And so, uh, rapid fire. I'm just going to kind of run you down one on one. But it's a it's a good game. Who do you got? Team cats or team dogs? Sean. Hashtag team dogs. Wrong. Caroline. Cats. Correct. Sean. I mean, not Sean. Eric. <laughs> Sean again? You're getting a chance I was going to give Sean another chance. Sean. I was going to give Sean another chance. Eric, who do you got? Definitely cats. Fantastic. Cats. Yeah, I have two cats. Like, what do I say? So do I. Uh, so... Dogs. I, I hate my cats. <laughs> That, would be, that, that somehow would also be a correct Eric response, I think. But, <laughs> but you are correct. Yeah, no, Team Cats is uh, obviously the best uh, amongst the between those two. And uh, I'm looking also forward to that's what we should talk to the Mythic Society about is doing a, a dogs versus cats sort of set roulette thing. It's like you got to build decks, but you only get to use the animal type of dogs or cats to see who would win. It's funny you mentioned that. Day Nine and um, Brian Kibler have been doing this series on Twitch for like a 
couple months now. I don't know if they still do it, but they were like sponsored videos or streams where they would battle each other in different concepts. And they did cats versus dogs, but there weren't any dogs for Kibler to like represent. Oh no. We had to play like Maui and what and stuff like oh, that. Oh no. <laughs> it, well, it was on arena. So it was like, oh, there no. really weren't that many, but now they could rerun that series and should nice. be yeah. That I would be looking forward to. Other you things up in and the- win. The cat oven went, oh, good Lord. <laughs> dog oven. <laughs> Call it the hot dog. <laughs> Other things in the news. Uh, we had the Players Tour online one and two completed over the weekend. It was uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, and we got a chance to watch it when we weren't doing coverage, and we saw a lot of awesome people perform well in it. And congratulations to uh, the winners of each of those events, which was uh, Elias Watzfeld and uh, Ryuji Murray. I believe is the proper is the proper spelling of that name or saying of that name. Nailed I hope it. it is. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed, nailed it. Probably nailed nailed the butchering of it. Uh, but both of them amazing players. Both of them did fantastic with how they uh, uh, ran those decks. Uh, the interesting thing from that, of course, is that uh, team of reclamation pretty good growth spiral seems to be in a lot of stuff. Uh, that's kind of uh, <laughs> I think there's been enough discussion uh, about the uh, the power of blue and green as well as the power of team of reclamation decks. Did you know that there were 32 Growth Spiral, 32 Breeding Pool, 31 Fable Passage in the top eight? And that, I don't yeah. think, has ever been done or hasn't been done at least in a very long time. Uh, it has never so been it's, done. It's slightly a contentious issue. <laughs> it has never been done at a high caliber event such as the Players Tour or above. But yeah. it has been done at a Grand Prix. Was uh, it Jace the Mind Sculptor? Yes. Uh, no, I think it might have been Pot. It was uh, one of the cards in that deck. Oh, well, like maybe Ponder Delver? Yeah, I think it was one of the Ponder or something. Yeah, but it's not, a, not at a PT level or, or above. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The interesting thing that I find is also people discussing, like, hey, you know, there's a lot of cards that have been banned out of standard, like, you know, Oko and Veil of Summer and Once Upon a Time. And so the one dis- the one thing that I've that I've heard that I was like, it'd be cool to see a one-off event uh, of is just to see how ridiculous those blue-green decks were, is to have a, a standard tournament where nothing is banned in standard, where you just go at it and just see what what degenerate decks would arrive from throwing things like Oko and Veil of Summer back into the back into the mix. <laughs> we were actually kind of talking about this on on uh, a little bit in our in our team meeting, and I was just like, "Can you imagine a a, a, a world where I'm like uh, Teferi, and you're like I'll counter your Teferi with mythical dispute, and I'm like, ah, veil it." You're just like what? <laughs> like, I'm like what type of standard is this? <laughs> it's just like, uh, by the way, I'll draw a card from the veil, and then I'll also bounce your creature and draw a card from that. So, okay, your turn. Now this is pod <laughs> racing. Yeah. Holy cow! I love it. Other things. Oh, go ahead. Well, do we think New Teferi is actually good? I think New Teferi is fine. Okay, so Caroline, I was like you. This is what I I looked at the card. I'm like, this card is awful. Did you you get to activate it on your turn and your opponent's turn? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought it was bad. Now that I know that, I think it's better than what it was. But I still think it's okay. I don't think it's busted. I I think outside of Ugin, I think the Planeswalkers are fine. Which is like, which is I'm excited about. I'm excited that they're fine. Well, are yeah. you excited that they're fine? Because that means they won't have an impact like on July 5th. Well, what I'm excited for is when rotation happens, and then <laughs> I don't, we I don't have, have a plus on July 5th. <laughs> yeah, but I, I want. I'm I'm more worried about when rotation happens. It's like we don't rotate, and it's like, oh, by the way, here's a new Teferi, and it has 10 abilities, and you can't beat it if you don't cast spells. You know, like you're like you can't cast spells ever. You know, that's right. that's what I'm excited for is like 
rotation, you'll actually get to cast spells. Do you get to activate the Teferi, like, in your opponent's upkeep? If you want to, yeah. It's an instant. Anytime okay. you can cast an instant. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I think that's funny that you said it's. you can do it anytime you can cast an instant. It's basically Teferi Time Raveler then, right? No, like, your your opponent can't. Your opponent could cast counter spells on your turn. Right, 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 like that's fine. But like, my opponent can't like play a pump spell. If my opponent goes to giant growth their guy, I'm like, okay, I'll respond and phase it out. Yeah, that's absurd. I mean, that is really good. <laughs> I'll phase you out. It, it is three loyalty to phase out, which is yeah, 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 not yeah. anything, right? Because like, if I yeah. go like one drop, two drop, like right now, like look at the normal Teferi, right? I have to go one drop, two drop, and you bounce my two drop, right? Yeah. And then I have to, I get to kill it with the one drop. But, like, if I go two-drop and you go Teferi, I don't get to kill your Teferi, right? Yeah. <laughs> like. But it is to but... say you can't also just, like, drop Teferi down, plus him on your turn. They go to their turn, then minus three, so you're still at one. And you yeah. just get rid of their only threat that they put down because we're on turn three, or four, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Three if you're running ramp. Yeah, Sorry. Girl spiral. Sorry for derailing your news segment. <laughs> no, it's all right. I was, thinking about it. I was like, this card, is it good? I mean, oh. more than likely, what's going to happen is you're going to grow spiral. You're going to cast some ridiculous card on four, right? You're going to, well, no, I got it. All right, you ready? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to cast Razor on one, put in a land. Ooh. Caroline's excited. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to play Uro, right? Right? So now if you're and keeping track at home. nobody's excited about that. Now, yeah, if you're keeping track at home, I'm going to untap with five mana next turn. So on turn three, I'm going to cast Nissa. Then the turn after that, I'm going to cast Ugin. So okay, your Teferi doesn't out, sound very good. I paced out your... <laughs> your Oral Grazer and your, and your Ugin. Or not your, uh, well, my Ugin's in the graveyard. They'll come back later. Or my Oral's in my graveyard, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. Well, you know, I think there's a lot to look at. I think there's going to be a lot of cards that will surprise us, and of course, probably a few that absolutely didn't surprise us in any way, shape, or form of how good they were. Uh, for you folks listening, let us know which card or cards you're most looking forward to playing with uh, with Core Set 21 when that comes out. You can, of course, tweet at us at Swigoy Gaming uh, to just kind of give us your rundown of what you're feeling about Core Set 21. And uh, while that's going on, I know something else that I'm going to be trying out maybe tonight, probably tomorrow, and that is Arena Cube is here, which is uh, a whole lot of fun. It's the cube draft format brought to Arena. It's a phantom format, so you don't get to keep the cards when you uh, when you purchase them. Uh, but it's it's fun. It's great to see all of these new formats. As as someone who enjoys other, other card games who struggle to ever put out a different type of format with their game, Hearthstone, it is great to see how many different formats have come out. We're supposed to say the, like the game that shall the not game be that named. shall not be named. Yeah. That still doesn't have a tournament mode and never adds new new game modes to anything that they ever do. It's great oh, to see they made battlegrounds. battlegrounds. Yeah, battlegrounds <laughs> is no longer a card game. It's auto chess, and I I don't dignify its existence. I'll be dead in the coal hard ground before I ever recognize battlegrounds. <laughs> we don't have that many listeners. What about if one of them likes battlegrounds? <laughs> They're dead to me. <laughs> but, but they're now family to Sean and to Sean and Eric. I find that very enjoyable. I'm not it's the mainstay Hearthstone I struggle with. I'm not hostile toward it at all. <laughs> but but I'm not bitter. Uh, but you know, but I do enjoy seeing uh, Arena Cube show up because Cube is always kind of a format that I have never touched. I'm aware of it. I know how I know how it's played and. Uh, but the one thing I, I've, I've never dipped into that type of format because the people who really love Cube really love Cube. They they absolutely love Cube. Most times that's like vintage or legacy Cube or anything like that. But just trying Arena Cube, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a cool way uh, to play some to play some limited and play it in a, a very specific type of format. 
Uh, has anyone tried out the Arena Cube yet and given it a, a whirl? Sean, how did it had, go for you? I had so much fun getting seven wins with uh, the Gitrog Monster, Chromatic Lantern, Crucible of Worlds. <laughs> Bring back all my five-color lands decks. So that was really exciting. Yeah, yeah I liked I, it. It was a lot of fun. I used my free draft token. It was sweet. Uh, I got three wins. Uh <laughs> So what ended up happening is like my first three my first three games was in, like incredible. Uh, I basically had like this really cool Prime Speaker Zagana like all these ETB trigger cards, and then I would mill myself and get Thassa's Oracle, and I would nice. win the game that way. I did like literally zero combat damage, and then I played against Mono Red three times. And let me tell you, casting four drops against Mono Red not a good idea. <laughs> not uh, a good so You probably want, if you hold, do the cube draft. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me write this down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to play the cube draft, probably need to decide to start the game before turn four. Start game before turn four against mono red. Great. Awesome. Thanks for the advice. I'm going to take <laughs> yeah, that into yeah, it's going to be great. And that's, while... the, that's the second Patreon tier, by the way, kind of information. We're just doling <laughs> yeah. it out for free now. So yeah. giving out the inside well, we tip. Up for the fact that Brasky eliminated all of our Battlegrounds fans. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All of the ones of persons that yeah. would have been listening to, that listen to a magic podcast for its Battlegrounds opinions. I would like you to tweet at us if you indeed enjoy Battlegrounds occasionally. Thank you very much. Sure, and you can at me at Brasky1142 to call me out if you need to. I understand. Would that be uh, Bath? Yeah. <laughs> that would be, no, it'd be, it'd be, bag, it'd be Babug. <laughs> Friends in Battlegrounds, Fabug. It's basically what you sound like when you go to the dentist and get Novocaine in your mouth. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what what's your podcast? Oh, it's uh, it's uh, Friends and Battlegrounds. You know, Fabugi. Totally great. <laughs> and whether or not you are uh, listening to a new podcast called Fabugi or playing Arena Cube, whatever's going on, there's plenty going on this upcoming weekend, including uh, there is the Mythic Invitational Qualifier. It's happening on Saturday, Saturday the twentieth. There's of course Saturday. Saturday. As you could tell, I was too busy Fab- with my Fabug. <laughs> to talk about Saturday Day. But there is the Mythic Invitational Qualifier happening on Saturday the 20th. There, of course, is the Players Tour Online Events 3 and 4 happening through the weekend. And then, of course, you can come watch the coverage that we are going to be making with the Mythic Society on June 21st, which is a Sunday. And that is going to be another edition of Set Roulette, which is going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. I always enjoy doing the Set Roulette's legal sets this time or Weatherlight Onslaught 8th Edition Shadowmoor. Alara, Reborn, and Hour of Devastation are going to be the, the sets for that, which is going to be a lot of fun. Weatherlight? Yes. I can't even name a card from Weatherlight. No one can. That's why it's in there. <laughs> it does nothing. Yeah. They're, all of the cards are just are unnamed cards. And then, like, the text that kind of puts them all, it's all in wingdings. So. Also, Alara Reborn. I, can't, yeah. I don't even know if I can name a card from that set. That's why oh, it's going to be on, so John. much fun when people watch the event at twitch.tv slash the Mythic Society with coverage by Sogoy. That is why it's going to be fantastic, and they oh, should man. tune in. It's and going to... Sean is going to be doing it. Is it? No, oh, no. I am oh, you're not doing that one? Oh, my God. Oh, they asked me if I wanted to. I was like, I don't know enough about this set. Not sure <laughs> if it's a good idea. They're, like, playing cards. I'm like, oh, let me look up the Oracle text real quick. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's what that card does. Yeah, no, I'm that... doing uh, 28th. Oh, yes, okay. he'll be doing the Arena Community Cup, which will be the week after, which we'll have plenty to talk about then. Uh, but the coverage team is going to be a lot of fun. Your casters are going to be the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, as well as Sidetrack and Power Dragon, which is going to be a lot of fun as well. Sidetrack, uh, of course, helped us out with some stuff in the past. Is uh, Carlin Smith is his name, and they're going to be 
Awesome. And really, really looking forward to working with Power Dragon as, as well, who is uh, Daquan Smith, who's going to be in on that coverage team. So if you want to see some amazing casters with uh, some type of schmuck run in the production named Brasky, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, because it's it's set roulette is a fun thing to get into. It's a fun way to play the game. It's a fun uh, format uh, to to find kind of rekindle why you like playing magic in the first place because we all got into the game one way or another and that's kind of the topic we wanted to touch on today was to discuss because again we all have four very different perspectives and relationships to the game and so i'm really interested to hear uh because it's something i don't really know about the about the three of you and i'm sure you don't know necessarily about mine as well is how we got into the game of magic did we ever uh fall out of favor with the game do we come back to it and why uh, that's that's something that I'm really interested to hear about. And so, um, Caroline, let's start with you a little bit. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into Magic the Gathering? Uh, so I discovered Magic because um, I went to a local game store on this thing called Board Game Day, International Board Game Day. And I had just moved back to my hometown, but I didn't know a lot of people. And I was like, oh, cool, I want to do this thing. And I had a great day. I, I think I spent like eight hours at the store for so I'm like just playing a bunch of games. And so at the end of the day, I was like, so do you guys do this like every day, every month? They're like, oh, we do it every year. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to work. They're like, oh, but we have this thing called FNM for Magic the Gathering. And I had heard a little bit about like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and all this stuff. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. I, you know, I enjoyed hanging out with everybody here and it, it overlapped. And so kind of the rest was history for the most part. Um, I, you know, went a little bit here and there first. And then as soon as I realized I actually understood the concepts, I went on a more regular basis. Um, I will say that, you know, that's how I learned magic, but there's definitely more, you know, our, all of our stories have a little bit more, you know, level up moments, I guess. So, uh, but that's how I started. It's just stalking some people at a store that I enjoyed hanging out with and didn't want to stop. <laughs> that's really, that's really cool though, is that you, um, you know, you were kind of new to the area in a way, and so you just hopped in and just kind of things piqued your curiosity, and from there you went, oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? And the next thing you know, you find something you really enjoy that still has a huge impact on you today. Uh, Mr. Toolshed, <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the game of Magic? Yeah, so my story is a little long-winded, but I'm going to try to blow through it as quick as possible. So let's all put our little time travel helmets on back to the year 2013. God, I got to go get where- my helmet. Where we little Sean is, I, I'm probably 20 at the time. Yeah, I would have been 19 or 20 at the time, and I'm working at Target. You know, Target is not, like, Target's a fine job, whatever. But at the time, it was not that great for me, whatever. Um, so I was working, and I meet this guy named Nick. Nick introduces me to his friend Trent, and they're like, hey, come out and play Magic. I'm like, nah, I heard about that in high school. That sounds lame. I don't want to do that. So um they bugged me about it for a little bit I finally give it a chance so i finally break down and go to the game store and they give me some weird green light populate deck which i didn't know how to play but i remember the card vividly it was uh trostani uh celestia's voice or something like that where uh whenever a creature enters play you gain life you can do its toughness or something like that and that was the deck basically and i kind of played that for a little bit but Fast forward a little bit, play some more magic, start falling in love with it. And then this is where the story gets crazy. All right. I kind of, I kind of like really appreciate magic because it's opened a lot of doors for me in my life. So I meet this guy named Ken Kylie, who um, I know Eric has met before and some other Minnesota players have too. 
Um, Ken Kelly and I have been best friends for eight years. I meet him playing magic. So him and I, you know, do the dance for a little bit. We play magic, you know, good friends. He's getting married, whatever. Um, so eventually he's like, hey, you should quit Target and come work with me at my job. And at the time, it was like a double my pay rate, basically. I went from working minimum wage at Target to $15 an hour at this new job. So I work at this new job, make a bunch of money, buy my car, get my apartment, you know, live life, travel, play magic, grinder, um, like grinder lifestyle, all that great stuff. And then eventually Ken, like, you know, he's like, ah, oh, you know, I love my fiance, I love my girlfriend. And he ends up selling out his magic collection to buy his girlfriend a engagement. Well, I, is it buying your girlfriend an engagement ring or is it buying your fiance an engagement ring? But well, he is a girlfriend at the time. She's not your fiance until you give her the ring. Sure. She says okay. Yes. Fair. Okay. <laughs> so time, he buys his girlfriend an engagement ring selling Tarmogoyfs and dual lands um, and buys an engagement ring. And, you know, we kind of like part ways a little bit, but him and I work together still. And um, he ends up, you know, getting married to this woman. I'm like a groomsman in his wedding. So we're good friends, but basically end of the story um magic has opened a lot of doors for me in my life you know meeting ken getting me this new job you know it kind of like promoted my like i wanted to be a go-getter and like improve my life a little bit so magic actually opened a lot of doors for me in that sense so um yeah kind of got interested through my friend nick and then ken kind of took me from there so it's a good story longer version available upon request but that's the bullet points yeah we'll save that for the audiobook bonus episode <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know we'll play we'll play some like some music in the background it's three hours long it's uh it's you know we'll have a celebrity narrator uh narrating <laughs> the whole thing like that'll be that'll be all fantastic exactly but you're right I though hope- you're right though on the on the idea of these these little small things that happen to us every day sometimes but sometimes those little small things end up making a major impact yeah, I mean, there's no way I would have known that, like, going to this card store would have, you know, gotten me a new job, gotten me a brand new car, and, like, you know, there's no way I knew that. So it was, it's kind of weird looking back how much magic has actually done for me in my life. That's one reason I'm still, you know, in this game for as long as I've been here. I love that. I love both of those stories. They're all fantastic. Eric, what, what was your way to get into the game? So uh, it all started a million years ago first, I, I first, believe, first the earth cooled yeah yeah first the earth cooled next i walked out of the the pond uh and, no it, it i was it was 1994 i was 10 years old um and i went to the school called capitol hill in uh well at the time i think it was called jj hill um and it, it was a school for the gifted and talented so i was smart once upon a time um that all changed when i hit high school and college i think um but uh basically my friends were all ridiculously smart and that's like the whole reason i bring up the gifted and talent thing thing is because they were all part of the chess club and they would play me in chess i think for fun as torture um because i couldn't ever win and i would go home every every day after school and i'd be like okay there's got to be a way i can get better at chess so I would like, you know, I'd like try to read, I'd like I'd get a book from the library and I'd read about chess, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get them this time. I'd come back and I'd like do my opening that it said, and then I would lose still because they had already read the book that I had read about chess and they knew how to counter that, right? So um, eventually they, they brought out this card game and, uh, and like basically they were like, hey, you should play this thing. And I was like, okay, let's play, I guess. And they showed me the rules and they kind of taught me what's going on and stuff like that. And then my first game, 
I beat my my friend who I'd never beaten in chess ever again. Or I mean, ever I, I, up <laughs> ever to that point. Again. I mean, I never beat them ever again either. <laughs> yes. So, um, but yeah. So I just like I beat them in in Magic, and then I was like, okay. And then I play my next friend, right? And I beat them in Magic again, and I was just like, okay, what is going on? What's this game? Why am I winning? And uh, yeah, that was basically it. I just like got hooked from there. Um, my 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 friends were playing uh, a bunch of like blue decks with like like. Wrath of Gods, that one of them had a, an Ancestral Recall, um, which is like one of the most powerful cards in the game. And my deck was Savannah Lions, which is uh, one of my favorite cards of, of all time, I guess. Um, it was like the first rare I ever opened. And the only reason I kept on winning was I kept like having these starts where I'd go like creature into like creature into like another creature and I'd cast Armageddon. And then they just couldn't cast any spells. So I was like, this is this game's great. I, I don't see why you guys are playing stupid blue cards. Uh, when I just cast Armageddon, you can't cast any spells and your all your cards cost five mana. Um, so yeah, and then I just like I felt like I was smarter than them at something, but at least I was I was able to win at least a little bit and uh, and uh, yeah, that was basically it. That's basically how I got into the game was I, I couldn't win at chess and I, I decided that uh, I could finally win at this game. I dig that. That's a really cool story. I, I I can see kind of when you're younger and you're getting into something, you're getting into a game, and then you realize like, oh, what what the heck am I doing? And then you find your niche, you find the thing that you're in and uh, that you enjoy. You know, that's that's really cool to me because yeah, I didn't have that experience necessarily growing up where it was like the one thing that I really enjoyed or the one thing I wanted to do. I kind of did, you know, as much as I could. I did a little bit of everything, but I was never really good at anything uh, when I was a kid. You know, it's like I'll play all these sports, I'll do, I'll play all these games, I'll do this other stuff. And so I remember when I was like little, little, like in grade school, I remember friends playing Magic the Gathering and they were kind of, and you know, uh, they went, we, we went to a Catholic school, so they kind of had to do it in the cloud of secret uh, because at the <laughs> time it still was kind of viewed as just being like, a, hmm, I don't know, is, is this sinful? But it wasn't and they were fine. But uh, it was one of those things that's kind of like, oh yeah, we're playing this game or there's people playing Pokemon or playing Yu-Gi-Oh and all, you know, whatever else is, whatever card games or folks are playing. I, a child of culture, played pogs <laughs> pogs are great wow Thank we are getting ourselves here I yes like it. yes we are very much so I, I still got them sitting somewhere in a storage in a storage unit but uh, trust me they're gonna make they're gonna make a comeback any day now <laughs> um but then you know I, I did all the other activities i did all the things that uh, that kids would do i would see it i would look at it say hey teach me it and then become disengaged and go ah, never mind and then go do something else because um what me scatterbrain no stop uh, but that was kind of, that was my first introduction to the game. And I always remember thinking at the very least, man, those cards look really cool. Like the artwork looks really awesome that, you know, oh, I've never, I was used to playing, you know, regular playing cards, like cribbage and, and doing all that kind of stuff. I never realized that's like, oh, this card has a bunch of text on it. I don't like to read. I'm going back to this other stuff, but I would always be intrigued by what they were playing. And then, you know, I didn't kind of cross paths with the game really again until I got to graduate school. And when I was in graduate school, me and a group of friends would always go out every Wednesday uh, to, to kind of the same uh, bar and like patio in this nice neighborhood that, uh, that was kind of where uh, the school was. And we'd always hang out and chat and talk and listen to music, and they would let us like take over the bar radio, and they would let us like hang out uh, and just, just chat until the wee hours. But one of my friends was super, super into the game. One of my best friends was like, oh, yeah, this is I play Magic the Gathering. And it's like... I was like, you know, I've always actually wanted to learn that thing. So can you, like, all right, let's sit down. You're going to teach me. And this is, again, 1 o'clock in the morning, had a few glasses of wine, Brasky, being like, all right, teach me. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm finally going to learn this game. But it actually worked. Over the course of several weeks, we'd always just find the time 
uh, at random points to teach me not even really the game. Like we're talking basic rules and mechanics. We're talking the idea of what an upkeep is. We're talking about what it means to go to different phases. But they would take their really awesome, uh, you know, double-sleeved commander deck out and then split it in half. And then we would each just have a 50-card random singleton deck that that is how I learned how to play the game on, was just with these kind of funky... It's like, all right, sure, we're just going to split this off, hand it to you. And that's where I learned the basic mechanics of the game. Uh, and that's where I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. I like this. This is fun. Uh, they eventually, like we all graduated, they eventually moved out of Seattle and now she works at Card Kingdom and is one of the project managers for a uh, new product at Card Kingdom, which is like really awesome because it's like one of the things that they've always wanted to do. They've always wanted to work kind of in Magic the Gathering in some way. So it's always, it's cool to see that they ended up there. And now that I've gotten more and more into the game, it's always a great, it's a great way to reconnect, right? Because when friends move away, when, you know, you, you have that kind of um, normal life instance happen, uh, it's not uncommon to fall out of communication with them. But like Sean said, the game gave us a reason to stay in touch, and we still do, and it's, it's a lot of fun to do. And then, you know, I got involved with Suagoi, and really, I, the only reason I'm a part of this podcast is due to a wonderful restaurant called Voodoo Taco, because I played, uh, you know, as I said, I play a lot of Hearthstone, the game that should not be mentioned, but uh, I got into that game not knowing anybody. I didn't know anyone in the, the card game scene or the, the hobby scene or anything like that in the city. And so I was just kind of joining random Facebook groups that did Hearthstone stuff. And then I saw that someone was actually hosting a live event at Voodoo Taco for a tournament for Hearthstone. And I was like, cool, I'm going to show up. And I show up and I bring my 2011, like, ancient MacBook Pro that can barely run the game because <laughs> that's all I got. So I show up at that thing and I sit down at the Voodoo Taco and I introduce myself to the tournament organizer. I say, hey, what's up? My name's Brandon, who is Tom Locke, who runs Sugoi. <clears throat> And the origin story. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, he was running the, the event, and I sat there not knowing anybody. And much like we find with a lot of card games, just like Magic the Gathering and other spots, I ended up connecting with my opponents, discussing plays, forming bonds and friendships, grabbing a drink, getting some food. And the next thing you know, I, you know, we, we stay in touch. He eventually you know, forms like this Hearthstone team uh, on this group called Sugoi and invites me into it. And then... Years later, the rest is history. Now I'm standing uh, in a room f recording a podcast on Magic the Gathering with three awesome people. All of that is just kind of the roundabout, like my life has intersected with this game at so many different points uh, that it's, it's so weird to me to think of like, oh, this is something that if you had told, you know, eight-year-old me when they said, hey, that game looks pretty cool, that you're going to show up and be like, yep, you, you just wait and see. Just wait and see because you're still going to be terrible at it but you're gonna have a lot of good friends from it and that's kind of that's my long-winded story of how i got into the game but the, i love the the key through line here is much like caroline says it's it's really about the gathering it's about the connections that we make it's about the friendships that we form off of off of our hobbies and off of the things that we enjoy and from those uh it deepens our connection to the game but it also deepens those relationships and it forms new ones. And even if we fall out of favor with the game, we still can stay in touch with folks that we uh, played magic with. I, I, I really enjoy each of your stories because they're all super unique and awesome. Yeah. I mean, kind of like you said, magic just like holds us all together. And like, as much as like, you know, we take breaks from the game or maybe even like step back from the game a little bit, we always end up coming back. It feels like <laughs> the one nice thing about magic is that your friends are always there and you know, 
you know, you give your bad beat stories, but they're always there to cheer you up. And, you know, Magic's great. I don't think I'll ever stop playing. So, yeah. Caroline, you, you mentioned a little bit about uh, the, the level up moments, the moments where we kind of, you know, reach an reach, uh, uh, area of, I'll say, autonomy with the game or some concept of it. Um, but much like, you know, our interactions with the people that we have with the game, uh, it's almost as, as important those people kind of get us off into those level up moments, or at least show us the path in which we can level up ourselves. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, um, I didn't know we were like doing like full versions of our stories. So I did like a micro version and I went first. So now I feel like I was robbed of some time. So I'm going to use it now. Um, so yeah, like I, I started FNM. I played with like, you know, four or five the same people we would always go to like a late night um restaurant and you know afterwards it became like this routine uh and sometimes we'd come to my house to play commander like it became like this group and then it got to the point where it occurred to me that i want to winning is not the right word but i want to pursue more about the game than uh the group i was playing with like i got a moto account and everyone's like, wait, what? And I was like, no, this is a cool thing. You can play online all the time. It's great. Uh, and I remember one time I took a bus. So you're saying it's about friendships. And I get there eventually, but I did have to do a lot of it on my own. Like, I, I remember I took a bus for an hour and a half to go to this place called Magic Stronghold, which was like rumored to be the best, you know, whatever store in Vancouver. And Vancouver, just so you know, is like lots of little cities. So it's actually quite far. So it took me a long time. I had to like walk and the store is not in the best location ever. At least it wasn't at the time. And I'm like, am I in the right place? Like, what am I doing? Luckily I went during the day. Um, and so I went there the first time I got some cards. Like I owned, like bought physical cards with an intention of buying them. Um, instead of just opening like drafts and stuff. Uh, and I played in my first event there. And, you know, from there, I started to meet other people that lived in Richmond and I didn't have to take the bus anymore. So that was nice. <laughs> um, and that's what I think happened is like, I did have to take some steps on my own, but it was very clear. I had a per like, I had a reason to do so. I just felt like this local store is awesome, but it's not meeting my goals. Like I want to pursue more in magic. And so once I got over that hurdle, it was a hurdle. Like I did have to do um, a decent amount of legwork just to like have people recognize me as a participant in this game. <laughs> um, but once I got over that hurdle, um, the community, you know, was, there were lots of people in my hometown that actually were also traveling to these events all the time. And from there I discovered these things called Grand Prix. And then, um, you know, from there I discovered like the same people always go to these Grand Prix and I keep seeing them. And, you know, so those are all level up moments to me. Like my first Grand Prix, um, you know, in Vancouver, my first Grand Prix outside of Vancouver, like all of these moments have meaning about what I was trying to do with my next stage of magic. Uh, and so I, they do all involve people, but they don't necessarily involve like a person encouraging me to do so. It, it's more like the people I met along the way, literally. Um, yeah. I think my biggest, my craziest thing I think I've ever done in Magic was I was on a family, we're going to Europe, like for a family vacation. And a couple weeks before we were going to leave, my friends were like, let's go to GP Vegas. This It was the second Modern Masters one. So it was a, like the first one was the rumors of just how crazy it was, was insane. Like lineups, it's so popular and whatever. And so we're like, okay, let's go. And the second one was cool too, but not quite the same, but it was fun. So I go to that the weekend I'm leaving to go to Europe. 
So it works out where Monday morning I fly home from Vegas and Monday evening I fly to Europe. Damn. Like I, my parents are a little like peeved. <laughs> They're like, you're doing what? <laughs> like, what about if something goes wrong? Like, what are you doing? Anyway, so I did that. Then in Europe, and I'd only, I had been to only GB Vancouver's at this point. And uh, in Europe, I, I'm, you know, we fly around, we do like Spain and Italy and we always like stay in Ireland because that's where all my family lives. And so we have one more weekend you know, of our trip. And I go, Hey, I'm going to Copenhagen. There's a modern Grand Prix. <laughs> and fl flights in Europe, if you, if you aren't aware, they were, I can't tell you what it's like right now, but they were extremely different than flying in America. Like it was, it, it cost me 40 euros round trip. Like it was, that's, you know, about 60, 50, $60 American. Like it, it's just a very different thing because they're everything's so close together. Uh, so I fly over to, you, you know, to Copenhagen. I stay in a hotel that's just for one person. Also a thing that America doesn't have. <laughs> a great thing that America should have <laughs> is this tiny space that's just meant for one person, but it's very cheap. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Uh, and then I play this Grand Prix by myself. As much as I love the gathering, this is actually the first and only event where I didn't talk to a single person the entire time. <laughs> it was just wild. <laughs> I don't understand how me now like liked that moment back then but it was a big level up moment it was like i went six and oh and i was like oh wait i'm actually good at this like i flew literally halfway across the world and i'm actually like capable of doing things and then i went oh three but that's okay <laughs> it was still i felt very good and you know i i could actually remember my mistakes which is something i don't <laughs> often think about but i can't specifically remember the error i made to lose in the lat like the oh three the third last match round nine or whatever nice um and that was like a big moment to me i think that was probably the peak of like okay these grand prix things are pretty cool and then the rest is history <laughs> <laughs> i love but i love that you that's a great description of kind of those different types of level up moments because they're they are different moments that revolve around different things and, and sometimes it's just our relationship with the game or the competitive structure that we hit uh or the formats that we embrace you know those are all kind of different level up moments with the game and it's how also we get better at the game. And sometimes those level up moments are even a little bit smaller because every week we try to get better at the game of magic. And that's what I need to know is what we are doing to get better at the game of magic this week. Conan Hawk, how about you? Uh, so last week I decided, or last weekend, I should say. So the PT arena PTs were playing. Um, I was like a little off standard and stuff like that, but I decided that, you know, this week I'm going to make it, a, I'm going to make a push. I'm going to try to even though like i didn't feel like standard was great i did really enjoy watching the part of the pt that i got to watch and i i think i realized that i missed playing like competitively like that's the reason that i play magic right like the the big reason i play magic is because when i was younger i played sports right and i i loved competing and now magic is my competitive outlet and um, i think that's like one of the things that's kind of like making it hard for me to play magic is like i'm not like the ladder isn't really competing to me but the events are competing for me. So um, I'm going to play my, my goal is to play an LCQ every day this week. Um, and, uh, you know, even if I don't qualify for the PT, at least I'm like competing and trying to get somewhere. And like, there's a, there's like a structure, right? Like you have to do well in the Swiss and then get into the top 16 and then play from there. And unfortunately my first two tries went very poorly. Uh, team Rec was good against both the decks that I played against and surprise, there was a lot of people playing Team Rec. So um, it says here, I wrote down tomorrow, I'm giving up and playing Team Rec as I, I can't seem to beat it. Um, but 
There's also this Bant deck that uh, also plays Gross Bound Uro, but it's supposed to have like a very good Teamarek matchup, and it's like not necessarily super bad against the other decks that are trying to beat Teamarek. So I might end up playing Bant, but uh, either way, I'm playing a deck that's like not really in my comfort zone. And uh, but my goal is to play whatever, like taking my personal feelings aside and saying I'm going to play whatever I think is the best deck for that tournament. So that's going to be my goal for this week is to is to play the best deck the rest of the week and play in competitive magic. Nice. I dig it. Caroline, what are you up to for to get better at the game this week? Great question. Uh, this week is pretty light, I think, on Magic. I played, I took today off and played a, an LCQ, and that's pretty much it. I, we have the, the Set Roulette tournament coming up this Saturday. And then, so originally I was like, oh, I'm not going to care that much about Mythic. You know, there's no reason to. And then I did see some Twitter uh, flutterings <laughs> of the fact that Watsi has said there's something to do with your mythic this like top 1200 June, July, August, but they haven't said what it is, but they have said you, sh- it is the same. It will be similar caliber to an MIQ. I think is like what, what the word said. <laughs> Basically it says you should still try and do it. And so now I'm like, uh, I guess I should try and do it. <laughs> so that might be my week. It's just grinding the ladder. I'm like somewhere in the platinum world, like two or one or something. So We'll see. I like That's it. That's pretty much it. Kind of boring. But still fun. Uh, it's okay if it's boring as long as we enjoy it. Sean, what about you? Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to be playing a lot of Historic, actually. I got to get ready for the Historic tournament that I'm going to be casting. So I'm going to be getting familiar with all the cards that are actually available in Historic because, God forbid, I have no idea what the card pool is like quite yet. So <laughs> got to figure that out. Um, and then I'll be playing some Standard out also. I got to grind back to Mythic again, so... I'll be doing that uh, and then brewing some M21 decks because I'm very excited to be playing that format. Um, Other than that, another two hot and heavy. So, you know, just kind of taking it light and breezy right now. Are you going to play eight Teferis in your deck? Uh, They'll probably be greater than seven in my deck. I don't know if I'm going to be playing full eight, but it'll be more than seven. (laughs) Or at least seven. Wait, what? It might not be eight, but it will be more than seven. Six and a third, or seven and a third. (laughs) (laughs) He's developed developed a mutate to fairy, so you get kind of a half to fairy kind of situation. One of them's a spark double, so it doesn't always count. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I love it. Me, I I have a little bit of, like, level up moments myself. Uh, I have I have put together. Uh, I purchased my very first commander deck, which hey, is, which there is we really go. awesome. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Oh, and we should do an online commander battle. I'm down oh, with yeah. doing that. And and so other other level up, I double sleeved it in dragon shields. Oh my goodness! Right, Brasky, slow down. No, Whoa, I'm doing boy. great. How are you going to shuffle that? Uh, trust me, I've been <laughs> attempting. I and <laughs> I've also and I've also learned the tips and tricks of the trade of uh, of double sleeving. And really learning how to get air bubbles out of double sleeving, like the proper format. But also, my commander deck uh, may or may not be sitting underneath a complete works of William Shakespeare right now. Nice. <laughs> to, so brassy. To try and get all of the air bubbles out of it. But that's kind of that's what I did so far. And then I've already started looking at cards I want to add to it and bring in. So I'm going to use some of my Mythic Store store credit, and I've I bought a uh, I bought Cloud Blazer from Kaladesh. I got Astral Slide. From oh, onslaught, that's a nice one. and then uh, I I splurged a little bit and bought myself a copy of Ristic Study. Oh man, can you imagine if the set roulette was was Ikoria and onslaught? Ooh. Oh man, that'd be sick. Ooh, you would get Astro Slide so and uh, and uh, uh, what is it? it's not it's uh, Rift. 
uh, something rift. It's the red. It's the red enchantment that yep. does damage. Yep. And one mana cycling. Oof. I um I bought something on the mythic store. Ooh, nice. What was What'd that? You get? I got a hoodie. <laughs> you saw that hoodie when you are covered. I can. I know. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I can't believe you didn't guess that I would have got a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it, that's your own level up right there. You you hoodie leveled up into a Mythic Store hoodie. Well, and you know whatever it is that we're going to be doing, whether or not we're working to get better at the game, leveling up in our own ways, or just kind of thinking and reminiscing how we got into the game of Magic, and we want to know how you got into the game of Magic: The Gathering. So please tweet at us. Let us know uh, how is it you got into the game of Magic: The Gathering. You can tweet at us at Swagoy Gaming, S W A G O I Gaming, uh, and that's where we can learn your story with the game. So, so you can, you know, we've shared our story with you. You share your story with us. And there's still plenty of stories yet to be written by not just myself, but the other people on this wonderful, wonderful podcast. But you can find them all over the internet, producing stories and different types of content. And I want to know where people can find you at that. Caroline, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E, on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini, and on twitch.tv slash The Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays, and I always have a magic guest, but we don't always play magic. I will say that on my Twitter, there is a retweet of a cool little video I did about myself. It actually does have some overlapping uh, topics to actually what we talked about today, about how I got into magic and such. I, I did get to tell the full version of that story, but I don't know if it made it into the video. But you should go check that out because it's pretty cool. Okay, bye. Awesome. Eric, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Conan Hawk. And then also you can find me on Twitch Monday through Friday at twitch.tv slash Conan Hawk. And Mr. Toolshed. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Mr. Toolshed and on Twitter at Mr. Toolshed. I'll be streaming every day. I'm going to be trying to stream uh, some uh, brand new game on Friday. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to name it, but it's not magic related. So I'll be streaming tomorrow and Friday. So come hang out. Fabulous. Battlegrounds. No, it's uh, the Last, last of, us of Us Part 2. Uh -huh. yeah. Why are you not uh, allowed to name it? Because that's the joke, Carol. We're not allowed to name things that aren't magic related. <laughs> oh, I thought you got like, a sweet sponsorship deal that you were not. Oh, oh yeah, I was sitting here being like, "What is he under NDA for?" Yeah, like, like, oh, like yeah. what, what game is coming up that he got like pre uh, <laughs> yeah. like, beta to or something? Because then yeah, I'm also Naughty Dog personally reached out to me. And gave me <laughs> well, I knew you were excited about it, but I thought you were like keeping a secret of something else. I'm like, what game has the balls to go up against The Last of Us on opening day <laughs> <laughs> and, and get Sean to play it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting Sean five years Eric. for this game. There's no way I'm missing it. Sean and Eric drive across the state to return his PS4 for this game. <laughs> oh man, that's it. well. You can find out how much uh, Sean enjoys the bru the brutality that is The Last of Us Part Two because I don't. I will be playing that game as well. I don't know if I'll be streaming it, but I will be playing it. That's we for can sure. compare notes. Yeah, we can. We can. We can sit there and. Mine will be very academic notes about the nature of the duality of violence and man and so forth and so <laughs> forth. And uh, man, aren't these headshots really cool? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. And that is going to do it for us this week. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye.